Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today we'll give you some of the insider information we received from Modifius about Fallout, Wasteland Warfare and Star Trek Adventures. Welcome back, I'm Aaron Ravinsky and today on my continuing, hopefully not five year mission of sitting here talking to a microphone of my own, I will be again introducing you to one of the interviews we conducted at the UK Games Expo. Uh, this week we will be going through um, some information we got from Chris at Modifius, who was very nice and gave us an interview um, talking about Fallout, Wasteland Warfare, uh, an upcoming uh, miniatures wargaming uh, thing. Uh, using Fallout's universe and um, models and factions and, st- and things like that, and uh, Star Trek Adventures, and I was going to say upcoming RPG series, but they have officially released it now, um, and you can get their starter pack on their website and from uh, select retailers as well. But now I'll pass you over to Chris and myself and Brian, oddly enough, um, who will give you some more information on these wonderful things. So thank you for uh, for talking to us. That's um, right. Now, Modifius is probably, I would say, our favourite game publisher. Yeah, oh, um, <laughs> thank you. Which we've said on, on multiple podcasts before, um, because of the fact you publish uh, Mutant, yeah. yeah, which is one of our, our favourite games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you publish uh, Mindjammer, which yeah. we, we've played, um, and you always seem to have something new coming out, something yeah, shiny I, that I want to I get, play. We're quite good at finding great games uh, that people are making, and we, we look for beautiful design, great gameplay, great artwork, um, and usually something I like, because if I'm going to work at the weekend on it, then it, has to, it can't be something I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Life's too short. Um, so yeah, so we've built up quite a nice family of partners that we help. It's, you know, it's usually where they don't want to have to get into all the nitty gritty of distribution. Yeah shipping sea freight here and there and yeah. having to market it and we can help promote them uh, and, and really push their games and, and get them into the market and they can focus on making even better games yeah. and then of course we do our own stuff and you know we've got lots of stuff we're really passionate about but we've been yeah that's how we've grown really quickly by just finding other people with great games and building a little crew together yeah did it start was it just you to start with me and Rita my wife that uh, started in 2012 doing Acton Cthulhu PDFs and then in 2013 we did the Kickstarter for Acton Cthulhu and I I still had a I had a job as creative director I'd started this fashion label called Joystick Junkies uh, back in 2001 and uh, so I'd been running that and I was pretty bored of it (laughs) and uh, so it was time to move on so it was like really good timing and the Kickstarter for Acton Cthulhu was such a big success that we had to go full time and I, I didn't regret it. <laughs> it was uh, perfect. So, and then, you know, we've just grown it from there. We've not tried not to, whilst you, you've probably seen that we've done a big Kickstarter every year, yeah. we're not reliant on the Kickstarter, so yeah. we've worked really hard to sell, you know, into stores. So we have quite an important market selling, you know, games into retailers and distribution and promoting it beyond the Kickstarter and often you know like Mutant we didn't run the Kickstarter for Mutant it was uh, Free League or Free League so they came to us you know with could you sell the game after Kickstarter so it's like yeah great so that's a really important part of the business because you know Kickstarter is brilliant when you've got a very expensive project to fund Um, but it's not 
everything. I mean, we did airfix battles and dust adventures without Kickstarter, and now we're doing Fallout and Star Trek without Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, luckily they're big enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't really need it. So um, you know, we're really fortunate to have that opportunity to work with such mentally big brands. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they are really <laughs> huge. I mean, if I, if you'd said to me like you know. In, 2012 well you know in a few years you'll be doing Star Trek I'd be like get lost <laughs> ridiculous because it's you know it's been a childhood dream to, to to work with Star Trek you know I grew up watching yeah. William Shatner rocking around the galaxy kissing he, he is aliens the, he is the best captain right yeah yeah he was, he was what you grow up with you know so um, yeah, I, always, I mean I still love Captain you know Captain Picard who doesn't love an Englishman you know uh, with a stately Shakespearean voice uh, taking control of the enterprise is you know brilliant but um, you know I, I, like I said, grew up with Shatner and Spock and you know everyone and uh, you know that I was a kid it was before I watched Star Wars Star Wars like obviously I watched it when it first came out in 1977 which shows how old I am but uh, and that was you know it was nothing like it before but even you know Star Trek was that regular dose of sci-fi and I dreamed of being a Starship captain you know so Star Trek Adventures is an RPG yeah that's right and we're also doing a line of miniatures so there's um, sets of eight figures for uh, Klingons, Romulans, Next Generation crew, original series crew. That uh, in the first wave there'll be Borg, Cardassian, a set of away team which is different alien races in Starfleet uniforms, and all sorts of others. Uh, deck plans for all the ships, uh, like geomorphic floor plans, so you can make up any kind of thing you want. I, I, I can see people picking that up just for those. Yeah, yeah I mean, not. I mean, the, the system isn't a miniatures-based system whereas like Savage Worlds is really good with miniatures it's Star Trek Adventures is not a system that needs floor plans and miniatures a lot of people like to have miniatures a lot they haven't really been um, you know uh, hobby miniatures since uh, I think it was Grenadier did them like you know in the in the 80s yeah. you've had you know the re- you know really nice pre-painted Heroclix minis but quite a limited range so it's you know it's a, there's a huge demand for just really cool uh, unpainted miniatures so people can paint them up and we're also doing in the uh, one of the supplements is a, a very stripped down version of the role playing rules, so you can play quick battles, yeah. quicker like away team encounters, and um, that you'll also be able to download that for free when it comes out in the summer. Excellent. So um, we're trying to appeal to the whole audience. Yeah, I saw um, pop up recently the the big box set. That yes, the four cube. Yeah, and it, I mean basically that was like okay. We love doing collector's editions, so let's just go mad. What is the maddest thing we could make? And let's do it, because it'll be so popular. And he's like, well, okay, ball cube, right? So it's massive, it's insane. It's got all these different compartments. It's got like a tray for your miniatures. It's got um, all the miniature sets, all three dice sets, because there's all three colors of the dice sets. It's got the collector's edition book. It's got this double-sided map. It's got um, more stuff that we're not announcing yet until StarTrek.com announces it this week. So um, it's this kind of Ferrari of, of role-playing games. Yeah. All cubes shall be assimilated. So. <laughs> and um, uh, so, yeah, and, and of course, there's, we'll be releasing, I mean, on Thursday when it comes out, 
Um, so vote Starfleet, of course. Um, <laughs> so forget about the election. Um, there's, um, you know, the basic book, the, the collector's edition, there's the dice miniatures, etc., all available. Uh, oh, yeah, the Borg Cube comes with this gigantic Borg Cube screen as well, which has got, like, the sides are slightly damaged. Um, it's, it's, it's massive, it's gigantic. So um, it's really fun. So there's a, there's a lot for people to choose from. Uh, and then we're going to be delivering in August and then we'll be on sale at Gen Con for the first time. And then, you know, there'll be more books as, like, Operations, Sciences and Command Division books coming okay. out, which is kind of more options for character creation. If you just want science characters for, or if you want more focused adventures based around science or Command command Division books will have more ships. Science Division book will have more on giant space alien weapons and all those giant things that seem to head towards Earth all the time to <laughs> blow it up. And, uh, you know, entities like Q, you know, like mad science. And um, uh, then there's that quadrant books, like the Alpha Quadrant, Beta Quadrant. And the book, the main book has a lot of information on that, but these books will give you a lot more detail, uh, more, more playable alien races. And, and then we've got lots of adventures coming lots of guest adventures uh, as PDFs a big adventure book called These Are The, These Are the Voyages Volume 1 uh, so yeah there's, there's a lot of stuff and it's it's a different approach to Star Trek because let's face it we've, you know if you've got a Star Trek previous role playing game if you're a fan you've probably got enough books that tell you the timeline of the universe yeah. that tell you what Starfleet is and blah 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 and there's yeah. no point rewriting all of that so what we've done instead of a timeline you've got a whole load of a chapter that's made up of data pad entries of a Klingon secret agent embedded in Starfleet reporting on this event in the timeline Excellent. a Vulcan ambassador's report of meeting a Starfleet captain yeah. a, I remember reading one there's Captain Kirk sending a message to another captain of a constellation, constellation class ship that's lost the ship in the story in the timeline, saying, "Hey, Jim, whatever, you know, this you're going to get a lot of hassle. You know, people are going to accuse you. It's your fault. Um, you're going to blame yourself. But don't you know you were the captain at the time? It was, you know, you had to make that decision. So you're getting this personal tour of the universe yeah, yeah. from everyone's yeah. perspective." Yeah. and um, it's a much different style because you know our whole pitch has been Starfleet needs a new crew it's your turn to take yeah. the helm um, and in the in the the book we've set it in I think it's 2371 just before the Dominion War starts yeah. if you've watched the movies the Enterprise is about to crash again <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's a big hole in Starfleet. They need a lot of new crews, that, you know, they're gearing up. So it's a very serious approach. So you imagine going around in the book, you're getting briefings from captains, from admirals. This is, this is what it's like, it's real serious time. So it's not a kind of, hey cadets, this is what it's like to be in Starfleet. It's like, okay, you're about to, here's the keys to the ship, get out there, see you in five years, you know. So uh, it's all down to you. Sounds really interesting. Sounds, sounds good. Um, yeah, you've also got Fallout there. Yes. Um, yeah. Which has I've seen seen pictures. Yes. Um, and again, a big a big license. Yeah. I mean, it's been insane. We've just been bombarded ever since we announced it and 
kind of blew people away. It was, I think it was the day before Salute, big war game show. We just had this queue of people going, where is it then? Have you got it? And I'm like, it's like, no, we just told people about it yesterday. And uh, it was just ridiculous and um, really passionate. It's basically a, it's a miniatures war game. So it's like Warhammer. You've got to paint the figures, assemble the figures. We've made them as simple as possible because I hate having to balance a figure on this base it's they come with you know the feet have got plugs into the base it's really simple there's two or three parts of max um beautiful miniatures all in resin very high quality resin it's 32 mil scale which is basically 20 mil heroic scale so yeah. it's, it's in line with all the other ranges i mean it's the same scale as our star trek miniatures are john carter miniatures so um you know it's very familiar they've all got scenic bases and it's um three to 30 miniature scale games. So if you like Necromunda, Mordehind, those kind of crew building style games, it's gonna have that sort of uh, flavor. There's a starter box with about 10, 12 figures in to get you going with all the rules and dice and everything you need. And then you choose which faction you wanna build, build a, you know, buy the Brotherhood of Steel expansion pack that gets you another 10 Brotherhood of Steel figures or 10 Super Mutant figures. And that, that grows the game. So in the bat-based game it gives you a few solo cards you can play solo against super game or we could play co-op against the game we could take a few characters each and play co-op against the super mutants um you can have uh ai creatures popping up if you buy the different creature packs like the death claw or rad uh, rad scorpions or whatever you can have all sorts of creatures popping up and there's settlement building so in the background you could be picking you know, do I want to have a, a workbench for weapons or maybe for armor in my settlement? That'll give me unlock more gear on the battlefield. Okay. Um, and as you ex- grow your crew, you get access to more perks. You can develop, get add more crew. And so, what we could play is a game where you, t- you know, you two could just take a couple of characters each, and I could have a whole like 30 super mutants. And if you take the characters, you get access to advanced rules. They get more abilities, they can do more cool stuff. Um, whereas the kind of grunt squads are just run around shoot. They, they can interact with the scenery as well. Yeah. We've got searching, you've got in hack computer consoles, you can interact with a Nuka-Cola machine, see what you can find inside. Yeah. Um, you can search the terrain. Maybe there's some a buried robot, you know, buried synth. Um, that you need to recover so you've got to search around it be careful what you might find so yeah. um so there's different levels to the game you know whether you want to play solo do you want to play an exploration game or do you actually want to play a battle against each other or co-op yeah. you could be you guys could be playing against each other and there's an ai series of creatures that's just going to pop up and muck around with your game you know yeah. Yeah. it's all fun and another thing because i play war games since i was a kid and i, I always miss you get lots of missions, but they're usually kind of pretty standard. And I wanted very narrative missions, so we've got that as well. So there'd be like a series of missions coming out online that are free to download, as well as expansion packs that give you a whole narrative storyline based on inspired by the games, yeah. video yeah. games. And there's a big ca- expansion box, campaign box that introduces actual base building. So you could say, right, I'll build a base that's a thousand caps, and you, you could attack him. And then you go, well, it's a bit like tower defense. What will I do this time? Uh, maybe I'll have more turrets and a bit less figures, a bit less miniatures, but I'll have a load of traps. And so you can try different strategies and see what works. Or you can be narratively building your base as well. So there's kind of different levels and tournament plays can be big. So we're going to be running a lot of tournaments around the world. So it's, 
it's, it's a big project as you can imagine it yeah. sounds huge it it's, sounds it's, I mean we're kind of gradually building it's not all coming out to start with it's yeah. we're giving people a, t- a taste and then all the way through Christmas New Year there'll be a lot of you know new releases so and that goes on pre-order in uh, July yeah. and it's going to come out in November that's quick turnaround stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing I'm liking both about the Star Trek adventures and, and the four of them is that flexibility. You said you've got all these other options. Yeah. So having science missions in Star Trek or yeah, yeah. I mean, traditional Star it's Trek definitely. Trek. I mean, let's face it. A lot of people are going to get in their ship and just run around and shoot everything. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> if you are more worried about the yeah Prime Directive, which you should be, yeah. then you know a lot of the missions highlight problem solving together yeah. they highlight um, you know using science they highlight um, you know character interaction like you know when you create your characters you come up with these values that are very important to you so yours might be the prime directive is never wrong yeah. ever yeah. and yours might be all Klingons are evil you know <laughs> they just need to die and so of course as a GM I'm like okay we're gonna have a mission where you got to save the Klingon and technology is definitely not going to save you. <laughs> it's, it's always fun to mess around with that. And, you know, and also there's lots of guidance on introducing subplots. You know, Star Trek missions are very much, there's always two levels to it. There's the big story and there's the, the, love, the love story in the background or the argument between the characters. And it really, the system really lets you bring in those um, stuff going on between characters. And um, also... Uh, what happens when you go on an away team like if you go on an away team and we're stuck on the ship do we have a boring game no because you've got secondary characters and the, the ships have crew points so when we if you if you go off an away team we, uh, the two of us go well I will create I'm going to create a security engine to go with him you will go okay I'll create a uh, me- medical officer yeah so we create those out of the crew points and at the end of the, and so whilst when it all kicks off on the planet, we get to be involved. And you, meanwhile, create a, 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 uh, uh, an officer on the crew, on the bridge, so that when things kick off with the Klingon battlecruiser, you get to take part in that part of the game as well. And at the end of the session, you can just, those just characters just go away, they go back into the crew points. They were like extras on the, on the TV show. Yeah. But we can bring them back, because you do record their information. If you bring them back, then you get to grow them as characters. Yeah. Now suddenly they've got a credit. <laughs> They're a name character. It's Dave, the security officer, is back again. <laughs> the red shirt gets taken. Yeah. Off. Fan, yeah. fan favorite. Yeah. And if yeah. for some reason you die in a mission, then you can take on one of these characters and grow yeah. that. So you can become attached to them. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. And it, again, the narrative elements, the Fallout universe, sounds awesome. It's, I'm the same with the Mages games. Like, I love playing the Mages games, but I, I like a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having that option there when I want that more. Yeah, yeah. And for me as well, solo gaming is really big because when I grew up as a kid, I didn't always have my brother around who was also into games or, you know, there wasn't anyone in my hometown that was into war games. So I I just ended up writing my own solo war game rules. Or I got really good at pretending not to know what myself was thinking about doing next turn and I'd just (laughs) play against, you know, myself. And uh, so I thought we've really got to have a good, really solid um, solo activation system. And I want to be able to just, I mean, our very first mission is uh, the sole survivor finding dogmeat yeah. and having to fight a couple of creatures. And it just teaches you the rules. 
and then the next one is you and Dogby now try and find a gun, better gun, yeah, or something else, or, or Preston Derby, for example. So it's going to teach you the rules, but it's also going to teach you with solo play, or, or you can play joint. But I, I want to be able to play missions where I can just take a couple of characters out and just explore the wasteland, yeah, and find some caps to be able to spend on more gear and grow and grow from one guy and his dog or girl and his dog to a whole crew of 30 and with a whole settlement you know and see that process and feel like I that's my team you know yeah so. yeah I, I love a campaign yeah. I, grew, I grew up playing Necromunda yeah. where you'd have yeah. your gang and your dude exactly. would become leader yeah. in 15 games yeah, time yeah. And, and if you're if your character to, uh, character death in the war game is you know it is something if you're building up that character you know it will there is a risk of death of course and you know if you die in the battle there's a chance you have you're just wounded and but if you die you can then promote one of your other characters up to be leader and you get you know you get to spend some of the perks abilities on them in a new way and then you know carry on you don't have to start right from scratch again you could do if you want but maybe that's the fun of it you know so. yeah it's like what you've got this crew and like they get the personality yeah you know once you're invested in that community and everything so yeah, yeah. Awesome. does that fill you up for the foreseeable future then or have you got even more things <laughs> in the distance there's always more things yeah. <laughs> we're modifious aren't we uh, yeah I mean you know you have to as a business you know we, we employ about 15 full-time people now uh, you know about eight nine in the office and others work remotely but we've got about 100 freelancers that like artists writers um, uh, you know designers uh, editors uh, and they're not all full-time but they, they do a lot of work for us so I have to think how you know and it's one thing people often think oh you know you haven't finished that Kickstarter yet you know why are you doing another project it's like well I know that in six months that's finishing and the guy who's our designer won't have any work. So what, am I going to say, sorry, mate, I've got to let you go. There's no work for you. Yeah. So I, I, I always have to think a couple of years ahead. So yeah. fallouts, obviously I hope fallout's going to keep going. Star Trek will keep going. But, you know, we have a lot of projects uh, that are going, like Conan and Music Chronicles and things. So when you, you know, when that, maybe you do a new edition or you need to think of new projects that, that will keep people employed so so yes there are always projects we've definitely got enough to keep us busy for the moment and uh, you know we've got a new edition of some games coming next year so we're you know making the most of those and uh, you know we've got Thunderbirds selling to the end of this year and then that'll probably be the end of Thunderbirds so it's you know we've got Captain Scarlet coming at the end of this year which is a fun project we're doing internally uh, because I like it was my favourite of the Jerry Anderson shows and I just, I just want to have a game with loads of little plastic SPVs. You know, that's, that is the sole design constraint. It has to have lots of plastic SPVs. So, um, and that's what you get to do is, you know, when you've got a games company, you can do the thing that you most want, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, you know, we are growing. We're just going into a bigger office. And it means we can do better games. We can employ better designers and... Uh, and look after you know we're really big on looking after our staff and it's a real family atmosphere and you know when it was started me and Rita it was a little you know it was our family and now it's a big family but we try and really look after people and that's we grow because people want to work for us as well so yeah I was going to say every year we've, we've seen you guys over here with Dragon Beach yeah so 
seeing more and more people with different teams and turning up, and they're always yeah. excited every year, even, even the ones who've been yeah. Yeah. You could easily see people get burnt out or stuff like this, which would be perfectly reasonable. It is, you're not, yeah. you still got that well, passion there. I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big believer in only, only do games that you actually like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been offered a lot of games, and I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But I know that we're all going to end up working long hours on it, because you do. Because yeah. it's, if it's something you love, you do. Yeah. And But if you're not 100% about a game, and you can tell I'm always really passionate about the stuff I do, and lot of the guys you know and make sure they work on something they really like you know and um, you know we're lucky to have some really exciting games and there's no point in having something that you're just not really excited about yeah so because you won't do a good job you know thanks a lot <laughs> thank you very much yeah it's all right yeah cool. oh, yes. thanks guys Well, I'd just like to extend a quick thank you to Chris for taking the time out to talk to us um, as it's very interesting and has made me very excited for both games um, and that's everything for this week one of our shorter episodes shocking but we'll, we'll be back again next week and uh, with more episodes to do with uh, things we found at the expo um, Joe will be continuing with his uh, network coverage and we will continue releasing our indie game uh, videos our unboxings um, and various other bits and pieces over the upcoming time, including some reviews that we'll be hopefully getting out to you um, soon. Um, if you enjoyed that, please uh, like and uh, subscribe and share with your friends. Let people know. Um, if you know somebody else interested in Fallout or Star Trek, uh, bung it their way. Let them have a listen. Because um, Chris put it better than we could, to be honest. And yeah, just a final thank you to you guys for listening to us. Uh, bye. Bye.